0: Hello, hello. I didn't just hit my head on the
1: headphones. I just realized buttons.
0: Button ASMR.
1: Ever wondered what will happen if a semi-stable scientist, one a lab explosion away from being a supervillain, teams up with a caffeine-addicted screenwriter ready to fight the system? Well, buckle up, buckaroo, cause we're about to
0: dive right in to the madness of transdimensional dimensional travels. Take a seat in the front row as we take beloved movies from this dimension and pitch it with a completely different genre, thus creating a whole new classic. Hi, I'm Miles.
1: And I'm Professor Lito Amashi, and this is In Another Reality.
0: A trans-dimensional journey exploring beloved stories in another universe.
1: Imagine Mad Scientist
0: meets Starbucks Screenwriter. Basically, we just take beloved movies from this dimension and pitch it with a completely new genre and therefore a new plot in another one, and then chaos ensues.
1: As always. We do not have any news, announcements, shoutouts, mm-hmm. or corrections yet.
0: No, not yet. We record that after recording the Halloween episode. Episode 2 we actually already recorded. So, nothing to say here.
1: Yeah, We are in canon now, episode 003.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, just maybe a thank you to, like, everyone who listened to yeah. this point and not just was like, no, one episode is enough. <laughs> thank you
1: to the established audience. We love you. We can't see you yet, but one day. At
0: some point, we will project you into the studio with us. Later, it is your turn to reveal a movie. Related.
1: Before revealing the movie, I have a story for you. Okay yeah so actually um i wanted to bring a whole different movie today but turns out this movie doesn't exist what so what (laughs) so hear me out so i was here i was like yeah i want to bring a mafia movie because i'm in a film noir kind of mood right now mafia 20 style and my brain was like hey Remember this awesome movie, which played in Chicago in the 20s? There's a very lanky detective, kind of blondish, very tall. And there's this mobster who's a bit shady, Latin lover type. And they're kind of fighting each other. And it's in the prohibition time. And the mobster and the detective are kind of flirty. And the mobster, he has this very amazing smuggler ring. Um, he does moonshine and shit like that. Like, they uh, smuggle alcohol via... via fake babies. What? Uh, Not fake babies, shit. Fake (laughs) pregnant babies.
0: And... um, (laughs) (laughs) They just build babies and fill them with alcohol. (laughs)
1: Shit. And, like, trolleys. Like, they place the real baby on top and have the alcohol under the baby. In bottles.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of people cross the... Um, border with yeah. like trolleys <laughs> yeah
1: like it's so un- special and yeah, it has this really amazing setting and the soundtrack is also top notch jazz but also more than twisted and I was like oh shit I can't remember actually the name of the movie my brain was like yeah it's Tinseltown I googled it the movie Tinseltown doesn't exist and I was like okay there are two people who will know this name uh, who will know this movie. One is probably my mum, and the other one is Mel's. So I was like, okay, I can't ask Mel's about that movie, because then they will know. So, okay, I asked my mum, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that does sound familiar. I was like, so we watched the movie. You know the movie, right? And she was like, that isn't a movie. It's like, how can that be a movie? I have, <laughs> I have clear visions of that. I was like, Was one of the characters possibly named Ricky? And I was like, yeah, that's possible. Like, you dumbass, you dreamed that shit. I was like, I can't have dreamed that shit.
0: (laughs) So you dreamed up an entire mob detective movie. Yeah. And thought it was real.
1: And thought it was real. But the sad (laughs) thing is, after I put all the pieces together, I was like, it might be possible that the detective's name was C.C. Tinsley yes. and the mobster's name is...
0: Yes. Ricky Goldsworth. Yeah, I was like, it's possible, like, probably... Um, possibly the, yeah. m- the moment it was Ricky, I was...
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Side-eyes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I was like, okay, I have to find the movie in that setting. I did.
0: Okay, before you continue, let me say, we should definitely make this movie. It sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> yes. I know this podcast is about pitching movies that exist with a twist in another reality, but I feel like we could just make this movie in this reality because it sounds fucking amazing.
1: Shane and Ryan, you have our account now.
0: Yes, <laughs> come yeah, us. come Come in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: come for us, please. Uh,
0: we give you the main roles, the leads. We're gonna act the hell out of it. I know it.
1: Yeah, please bring Stephen Lim a- along, just... Just for the eye candy. Yeah, there was also, there was also a Lee family who um, the main maf- mafia boss was against and they were fighting each other. So it was a mix of the Buzzfeed on Soul floor and kind of Peaky Blinders, if I'm thinking about it. Anyways.
0: The actual movie.
1: The actual movie is a timeless classic. And once again, I would say a queer revolutionary movie for the ending. I'm not sure if you know the movie um it's from the end of the 50s i think <clears throat> it stars marilyn monroe jack lemon and tony curtis it's called some like it hot
0: yeah i obviously heard about this movie but i haven't seen it and i've actually no idea what the plot oh is about oh
1: my god i w- oh no oh no i expected you to know this movie because it's like it's timeless classic Shit, now I'm worried about spoilers. You will be so spoiled
0: now. Yeah, that is what it is. That's okay. Um, We should watch this movie. Maybe if we come around to make a Patreon about watching movies, we could do that. Um, I mean, you don't necessarily have to spoil the end. Because we already did it with like Master and Commander that we were like just taking where the characters are at the beginning and work our way from there with our own movie. So you don't need to spoil what happens in the end. I don't know if it's possible. Just a thought.
1: (laughs) It would be, uh, that's a sad thing because the ending, like the ending twist of it is like what made all the queer kids scream. This is our movie, bitches. Well, there's a lot of other stuff happening, but it's so revolutionary for the time. Anyways, hit me
0: up with your genre. You will love this. I've picked sci-fi, which is very broad. So I went into a subgenre, which is space opera. So uh, basically, Star Trek, kind of. But d- do you want to tell more about the movie or just a more? Come
1: on, hit me with your genre. I want to feel the vibe of this.
0: Yeah. So um, sci-fi space opera is. That it's in outer space and often in a fictional galaxy. It is about either like intergalactic warfare or at least politics. It. I see you. I can see how you're trying not to break out into laughter. Uh, it is often stuff like light speed travel. It has um, futuristic weapons and sophisticated technology they are often fictional aliens who go against the um, main characters or like have some kind of quarrel with the main characters. Um, It's kind of just like space adventure, space journey-esque. And um, it is not to be mistaken with space military fiction, stuff like Betheska Galactica, that's different. Like I said, a key example for that is Star Trek. Because there are conflicts. War is maybe the wrong word, I, I was looking for the right word because uh, while some internet sites said intergalactic warfare, I wasn't like vibing with that because Star Trek is like, a really great example and it's not about warfare. Um, it is more about intergalactic politics and now I forgot the word where I just thought that it's perfect. Conflict. Intergalactic conflict is more the, the right word for it. It is often used in TV shows but also for movies and yeah it's about looking at um the life in the future in space and traveling and politics yeah that's basically what it is
1: right amazing i just love every time you're you're doing the genre thing you bring up stuff in your genre or generally something which is actually happening in the plot in the movie i'm pitching you (laughs) and you have no idea about that and you just mentioned futuristic weapons and i'm like Huh. Here they are, claiming to have never seen the movie, and they have some kind of never-seen weapon before. Listen,
0: I wrote this genre before I knew which movie you're bringing. (laughs) I just have the the third eye.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, this is going to be chaotic. It is going to be grand. And, yeah i just dive right in with the characters which i don't know it's not really spoilery because it happens during the movie the whole time it's like one of the most important things we're having some cross-dressing and yeah some really queer themes happening now let's dive right into so some like it hard before i'm gonna dive into the main characters um, just a little fun fact about the shooting of the movie. So it is shot in black and wild.
0: Black, black and, and wild?
1: <laughs> <laughs> black and Oscar wild. So you know it's a queer movie. Sorry. Um, It's shot in black and white for the fact Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon just looked obscene, like really grotesque in drag. And because... Bill Wilder, that's the director of it, was actually a bit concerned about that. He was like, okay, let's film it in black and white and give it also a bit of that film noir touch. Because we have the mafia involved. But yeah, if you look at original photos in color, you actually get, uh, you actually see that it looks a bit freaky. Like, Tony Curtis looks dashing, but Jack Lemmon is on the spectrum of...
0: Uncanny Valley?
1: Yeah... It's a bit... uh, I mean, I love both of them in their drag forms. No doubt, they are pretty decent ladies. But in color, it's a bit more grotesque. So I get why they filmed it in black and white. So, let's get to the characters. We have Joe. He's a saxophone player. Kind of a scoundrel. Um he loses a lot of bats, and he's the main main character he also later in the movie has two aliases he's known under the name of josephine and as shell jr i will go into that detail a bit later then we have his yeah not sure how to call them once again, it's kind of a Jack aubrey Stephen Matron, um companionship again. Some ship it. Some are like, oh yeah, they're just best friends. Um, his name is Gerald. He's a bass player. And he's kind of the comic relief. And his later alias is Daphne. Because he never liked the name Gerald. And Geraldine was just too off-putting for him. Then we have my personal favorite, everybody's darling, the wonderful, the brilliant, the smart and beautiful, Sugar cane, aka Marilyn Monroe. That's right, it's a Marilyn Monroe movie. Um, she is a ukulele player and singer, who wants to marry a millionaire, cause she fell too many for too many scoundrels. Which just happen to be all saxophone players. And she just wants to find some happiness. So who else have we got? We have Osgood. A rich millionaire. And he's on the lookout for ladies. Then we have a mob boss. Whose name is just Spats Or Joe as well, I think. Yeah, but we just call him Spats. And then we have a detective. Whose name I never wrote down because he's just a detective and not. That's more like background stuff. But it's important to know we have actually a mobster and we have a detective. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Alright, uh, I did some writing down because I can't remember names otherwise. What is the name of the character Melanie Moreau plays because you only called her Melanie Moreau?
1: Um, it's Sugar
0: Cane. Oh, it's Sugar Cane. It's
1: sugar Cane. Sugar? First name, last name is Kane.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Actually, I think it's Kowalski, but she changed it to Kane. Okay. So, you probably want to know what the deal is with those characters.
0: What is the deal? What is the setting?
1: Okay. Um just gonna read out what I wrote down and probably make up stuff on the way, as usual. What's the deal? So, Joe and Gerald have to go undercover in drag cuz they witness the infamous valentine's massacre.
0: oh some real life yes. stuff's going on
1: which is caused by spats like the mobster um, I'm not sure if you know what spats are but um, they are the covers for shoes
0: uh, like
1: white covers
0: okay yeah I see I see yeah
1: and he's he, he always wears them and they are his key card as well like you always know it's spats because he wears them
0: okay it's like a calling card
1: and also don't dirty them because you will end up sleeping with the fishes (laughs) so so sugar um wants to marry someone rich for security reasons and the detective wants to catch spats and also the detective wants to find um joe and gerald because they were witnesses and yeah he needs to build a case So what's their relationship? So Joe and Gerald relationships, it's once again hard to pinpoint. Uh, Can either be read as the closest of best friends or yep, they're queer. And might be in the end a poly relationship. Okay, I feel like I will spoiler you if I say what the relationship between Osgood and the two guys is. So I'm not sure if I should say that.
0: Is it important for the story?
1: Um, it is important for the story. Then say it. Okay, so, Osgood falls in love with Daphne, as we all know is actually Gerald in drag, and Joe falls in love with Sugar and vice versa. But what I think is the most amazing thing, Sugar falls in love with Josephine at first.
0: Okay, okay, give give me me, me the, the, the relationship thingies again.
1: Okay. We have Marilyn Monroe's character, Sugar.
0: Yeah, I know the characters. I've written them yeah. down. Who's falling in love with who? She's
1: falling in love with, like, three people who is one person. Like, she wants to, fi- she wants to find a rich millionaire. Um, but she's also kind of bonding. She's bonding with Josephine, who is Joe in drag. Then Joe finds out Marilyn wants to marry a millionaire. So he dresses up as Shell Jr., and plays the millionaire dude, and Sugar falls in love with him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a relationship. But she at the beginning was a bit in a bit shaky, bit romancy with Josephine as well. And okay. She realized Joe, um, Joe is Josephine midway uh, at the end. Okay. So she runs after her him, they them.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: pronouns. Um. Osgood falls in love with Daphne, a.k.a. Gerald. And I have no idea if Gerald acts... Gerald also has this flirty thingy with Osgood going on, which is also very interesting. Um, Yeah, that's for the romantic part of it. Um, Then we have Joe and Gerald. They are... I mean, they could be seen as dating.
0: Yeah, I got those. They're close friends or kind of dating.
1: Yeah and i mean uh, the detective and the mobster they they just want to catch each other yeah
0: yeah of yeah, course
1: that's their relationship can be read as an enemy Wh- what
0: it. about the, the 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 poly thing you mentioned who's also falling for who oh
1: yeah the poly thing so basically um, they have in the end their respective partners mm. but they run away together
0: Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so I see. So that's
1: the poly thing. Because um, at the beginning, um, Gerald was also having a thing for sugar. Like they also they ha- start had a party in her sleeping compartment, and they were also rather flirty. And all four of them are running away together. That's the possible poly thing I'm mentioning there. Because they are not running away separately, they're running away all four. And there's still this tension between Joe and Gerald going on so yeah
0: okay I see I see
1: yeah so setting and location at the beginning it's Chicago obviously it's because it's a valentine's massacre what else what day could it be 20th of February which is also a special someone's birthday
0: 20th you said it's 14th. 14th. you said 20th damn it
1: <laughs> Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm.
0: So I was really confused. Why is the 20th?
1: Valentine's Day is now the 20th. 20th of February. Get it, suckers. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, in the 1920s. I wrote down 1928, but I'm not sure about the date right now. Um, That's at the beginning. Then there's amazing scene happening on a train. Trains? Yeah, there's also amazing musical numbers. Which I didn't mention, but I'm now mentioning, um, like this. I Wanna Be Loved By You, very famously sung by Marilyn Monroe, is in that movie. Interesting. Yeah, and the end, like, for most most of the resuming movie, it's in a beach resort in Florida, and they are all playing in a band.
0: Yeah, I gathered that from you saying what part of a band they are.
1: Yeah. And it's an all-women's band. That's why they have to dress up and drag mm-hmm. and go undercover. So yeah, that's the theme of the movie.
0: Let's turn that into a sci-fi space movie. Oh
1: boy, I'm looking forward to see that chaotic mess.
0: Okay, I think th- I feel like this one is kind of difficult.
1: Actually, I'm picturing Han Solo and Luke Skywalker having to dress up in drag and running away from the Spacing Guild.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely would keep the drag part, obviously. That's Um, the most important part of this movie. Yeah, right. We have to keep it. Everything else doesn't make any sense. we should keep... I I. I want to keep the all the woman. It doesn't have to be a band, but I want something all woman. you know?
1: Yeah, oh, oh I almost would have spoiled you something about the Dune books. I just caught myself. I'm so proud.
0: Um. <laughs> 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 Breathe.
1: <sighs> um, that was a close call this time, like really close. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it, it would make so much sense. <laughs> But yeah, we're not spoiling Dune for anyone. Not the new movie, but the book. Which is in the Dune setting, the fourth book. Still stuck at the first one. Yeah. um, Actually, I have this idea about scavengers. Who, uh, um, in my head, it's really like, yeah, it reminds me a lot about a Star Wars story, not the movie, a Star Wars story, but like a Star Wars spin-off shit like that. But we don't have, we don't have the war, we just have scavengers.
0: Yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to get lynched by all the nerds, but I'm not big into Star Wars. Um, I haven't even seen all the movies and I'm not really into it. I'm Star Trek at heart and I haven't find my entrance to star wars to actually liking it i don't know i saw a few movies and they weren't bad but also i wasn't like wow i need to watch all of that i need to get into the universe i never had Mm. that so yeah (laughs) lynch me if you must but that's what it is
1: (laughs) you have to you have to come at me bro first because nobody's going to lynch (laughs) my (laughs) amazing males nobody's (laughs) there to lynch them um I grew up with Star Trek and Star Wars on equal terms because <laughs> my parents one is a star one was a very big Star Wars fan and the other one was a big star uh, is a big Star Trek fan. Did I say that right? No I messed them up. My dad loves Star Trek a lot. He shipped Spork and Kirk and my mom like <laughs> likes Star Wars my mom's still alive.
0: <laughs> Spork and Kirk. <laughs> the he shipped the, the name of the the parent with uh, the pairing with one of the members of the yes. pairing. Yes. Awesome. Yes.
1: Yeah, he was so he was uh, he was totally shipping uh, Kirk watching or reading fanfic. Yeah, it was very much true. Um, so I grew up with both, and no wonder they didn't get along <laughs> with that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't ha- I don't actually have a favorite of those two. I'm more of a Battlestar Galactica type. <laughs> to bring another genre in, um, yeah, I mean I have my favorites from both scenes. Like I love Voyager a lot. Um, I'm I'm a Next Generation kid, but I respect all the others that they are masterpieces in itself. And from Star Wars, I am a Clone Wars person. Like Clone Wars, that's that's my
0: shit but yeah anyways yeah i'm old star trek both of my parents are huge star trek nerds my mom more than my dad and even though i'm <laughs> younger than 2 i'm actually uh, the original series um, generation simply because i started with that and it was like my first star trek like my first first star trek thing but i don't think it counts other the new movies but um the first show i watched was the original one and i'm madly in love with it voyager is also definitely like close really really close i haven't seen a lot of the next generation yet but what i see i love um, i love all of star trek (laughs) it's just i love star trek
1: (laughs) completely forgot the new movies exist once again um
0: i don't actually think they're too bad I like a lot of aspects of them but they're just not the same.
1: Yeah, they're just they're just not. They're just not Leonard Nimoy. I mean, hey, Zachary Quinto is hot as fuck and I like his spark, but it's just not my Leonard Nimoy. Um I got introduced my first um my first Star Trek was actually Next Generation. That's why I'm so attached to it. And then I watched Voyager and my dad only introduced me way way later to the originals so it would be old enough to get most of the jokes <laughs> <laughs> and to understand everything behind that which is weird because I feel like the original Star Trek is more PG-12 than uh, Next Generation because a lot of Next Generation stuff is actually PG-16 or something
0: I, I don't know what the ratings are, I yeah. have no idea I, I, I watch it as an adult as well like not adult but like Yeah, maybe adult, late teens, adult, something like that. I watched it all. Um, But this isn't a Star Trek podcast. Yeah, no,
1: Sally it's not. But (laughs) let's not get overtaken. Oh, we could discuss about Star Trek so much.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Star Trek podcast is coming to a podcast app near you. (laughs)
1: Uh.
0: We fucking love Star Trek. Yeah. And there's... No, we need to stop. We'd be talking with Tribbles or something like that. <laughs> Talk the
1: triple. Tribbles, man. My cat wrecked another Tribble the other day.
0: Anyways. Okay. Beck.
1: Beck, yeah. Um. My idea was uh, we have two scavengers or something. Um, they are definitely, they're on the rogue side of life. Um... Like that's Joe and Gerald? Obviously. So uncanny names for sci-fi. Yeah. Maybe his name is like Joe, Space Raider, and Gerald.
0: (laughs) He is blanking. (laughs) Johnson? What? Gerald Johnson. <laughs> but that's not, like, Space Raider and Johnson is yeah. not on the same scale. I know, I know, I know. But is, uh, but is Skywalker and
1: Kenobi, is Riker and Picard. Maybe he needs um, something French. Maybe maybe he's Gerald.
0: I don't think it's important.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but, but, you know, selling merch. Names have powers in most... Um, sci-fi movies anyways um yeah we have we have joe and gerald they get cool names later anyways who are known in the seven system because it's always seven systems let's be real
0: yeah seven is somehow a magical number no matter what genre you're at
1: yeah but i feel like it started with like the seven uh, hills of rome Probably. That's how they translate it and they are like, they hop from system to system, play their fantastic uh, musical instruments and at some point end up at the wrong time, wrong place and
0: it's always like about peace contracts or something between alien races and maybe they see how some of those get sabotaged.
1: Yeah. And the mobster is obviously still, is just a space mobster. But maybe he's, he's a senator, but a dodgy one.
0: Yeah, that could make sense.
1: Maybe he's, he's a senator of an outer rim planet. Is the outer rim a thing in Star Trek? It's a neutral zone in Star Trek, right? Yeah, but
0: outer rim also stands like outer rim of the okay. known universe. I think that makes sense for me.
1: Yeah, he's of the outer rim. Like he has um, controls over um, different like a planet system which is known for its black market. But he's pretending that they're all clean slated. And he also has like a trademark thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just a shady dude.
1: Yeah, he's a shady senator, as most senators are anyways let's not get carried <laughs> carried away with actual politics um
0: so yeah he's just called spats the whole yeah, time right he's
1: just called spats the detective also affectionately calls him spats which i think is adorable. <laughs> but that's just me and my shipping persona who loves mobsters and detectives
0: so if he's like a shady senator dude then probably is the detective some kind of like, control or, like, send yeah. from the Federation to look up.
1: A, he would be a peacekeeper. Yeah. i call him a peacekeeper. Like, he's, he's like, the matchmaker. He's, like, the linking point between Senate and the Federation.
0: So we have the senator, a shady dude from an outer rim planet that spats, and the detective is some kind of peacekeeper ambassador from, um like, the Federation who looks if everything's going... Mm-hmm. How it should be, and everyone's playing by the rules, which they obviously aren't because black market.
1: Woohoo.
0: Maybe some kind of space drugs to like.
1: They have the spice. Yeah, um, maybe it, maybe they also have this prohibition going on. Because think it's in a time of the prohibition.
0: Yeah, I don't. Do you think in the future we're gonna be like, yeah, alcohol, no, prohibition? That's also where it's like looking for something that isn't um, alcohol. it's always like some kind of weird space drugs or
1: yeah maybe it's like a recreational drug which makes uh, which gives you which heightens your abilities but if everyone uses it it's no longer something special and they make it illegal
0: hmm maybe I also always also think it's funny it's like if a drug can give you specific emotions or something that's also fun yeah it just heighten
1: it heightens your senses but also some heighten your emotions,
0: so Gerald and Joe, who has like some kind of scavengers who so like just looking for some old pieces they can sell yeah. or yeah,
1: and they are like part time musicians
0: are there already uh, musicians or are they gonna come into like the musicians just when they try to hide you know are there before that already yeah. musicians
1: yeah they are cuz they have to be good at something to be on a cover cuz they were in the original movie
0: but like that's the question do you want to do it like the original movie that they're already good or does sugar need to like train them because i think that could also be fun um
1: Happy to be fun, but maybe Sugar is actually responsible for like fighting a lead club and she has to try to fight them. She has to train to fight them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I also thought that the band is only a cover for something, obviously. Okay, so so Gerald and Joe scavengers and music maybe like street musicians yeah. just for space you know yeah.
1: like they are covering their scavenging up with like oh we are actually musicians we don't have any illegal parts hello
0: <laughs> those are instruments those are
1: instrument <laughs> fuckers then they open it and there's like a holo like it's a holographic thingy which act, um where they are actually music instruments in there but the suitcase is bigger and then there's the holo filter or something, and there's the hidden stuff. Yeah. Because cyber.
0: Yeah, or like they really d- just they disguise this kind of stuff actually as like musical instruments, yeah. and then they're helped out with like some holographic stuff.
1: Yeah, and if they ask to play, it, it actually plays like real music, uh, real music instrument, but they can actually play. So. It's
0: yes. Important. So. Okay, then they witness how maybe um, Betz tries to sabotage the peacekeeper to actually kill Mm -hmm. him or something, but it's like going wrong.
1: Maybe he is is, um, killing the brigade and and Joe and Gerald witness them killing the brigade. Like there's a brigade um, accompanying the peacekeeper. And the peacekeeper can actually escape. But his bodyguards or fellow associates aren't able to escape.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Because Spats was there in the original movie and pulled the killing switch on that one guy.
0: So um, he's trying to get all of the peacemaker crew of his planet and tries to kill them. But by some accident, the peacemaker... ...himself survives and um, can escape. Yeah. So, and they witness that and know about that, and then basically the hunt is... ...how do they get those informations to the government before they get killed?
1: Um, maybe they are just... Maybe, well, they are actually shady persons, they wouldn't actually get... Ge- the, uh,
0: the Peacemaker, I mean, the, oh, peacemaker. the Peacemaker. okay.
1: Yeah, the Peacemaker is hunting down his victims... Uh, ...not victims, his witnesses!
0: Yeah, the peacemaker yeah. tries to find the witnesses and tries to get those information to, like, the, the government.
1: Yeah.
0: and But maybe, like, his whole um, ship was destroyed or at least his communication was destroyed so he mm-hmm. can't, like, reach them without physically going there because otherwise it would be too easy.
1: Yeah.
0: And they um, are just trying to hide. They want nothing to do with that. They just mm-hmm. want a simple life um, by just scavenging some part and sell them and... Um, They find refuge. Is it li- like they're on a ship, the um, The uh, Sugar and uh, her band, right? Or are they on a planet? Um, I was p- picturing a ship, but I don't know. Um,
1: what I was picturing is, do you remember um, the Mummy in the Orient Express?
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that too, because you said train. Yeah,
1: because I love the idea of a space train. And the resort being another planet. Like, because um, if you watch the movie, you go from very snowed in Chicago um, to hot Florida. And it feels like it's a completely different world. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking we're starting out on a snowy planet like Hoth. Maybe not that extreme. Um,
0: I, I mean, maybe snowy or just like very dark and... Windy and not yeah. a lot of sunlight and all the structures are gray and black like yeah. like that, you know,
1: and then um, uh, h- They get they find out about this um, Band who just lost uh, who just lost um, Two of their performers and they are exactly having the right instruments and then they're hopping on and it's called hey uh, uh, if you can be there at that point point just be there in the train and the train, and they are
0: actually dri- uh, using a train like that. I mean, I would say they are like trying to like escape from the Peacemaker and also, of course, from um, uh, from Spets. So mm-hmm. maybe they just bought a legally bought this train. And um, when they are asked who they are, maybe they just say, oh, we're part of the band. You know, that's like yeah. shenanigans how they get in there. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, but they are, are they cross-dressing already?
0: No, maybe then they called out and be like, this is an all-women's band, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then they need to like, sneak away and then they steal from like, some kind of compartment, they steal some women clothes and then they dis- disguise themselves and go to the band and be like, here, uh, could we join? We're pretty good.
1: Yeah, and then they just play something and they're like, oh wow, well, yeah, we, did, we just happened to lose, we just happened to have lost two of our bandmates, yeah, let's join. And, yeah...
0: Sounds good. Sounds also, good. also the, the instruments have to be really futuristic.
1: Yes. some uh, Like, maybe they're having this... Um, maybe the saxophone is like one of these Futurama saxophones which actually plays also story. Something like that. And the bass is... The bass has maybe some pheromones or something. So it's like, it's not only listening, but you feel it with all five senses.
0: That would be fun. Yeah, yeah or just that they really look really futuristic. Yeah, and you're also like, that, obviously. Like, how is this even played when you look at it first, you know, and then they start playing and you're like, oh, okay, interesting, yeah. you know.
1: It's like one of those guitars which has three or two heads, like those Gibsons. And you're wondering, how the fuck is that played?
0: Yeah, I just, I was picturing, uh, how is it called this, where you actually play by just moving your fingers above it because of oh. the magnetic field, you know what I mean? Oh. Uh, something with TH at the beginning. Theramine? Yes, that Theramine. thing is what I mean.
1: Yeah, the, um, that's an instrument which is used by Star Trek.
0: In the intro. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think it's like it's like the most space instrument I know.
1: Yeah, I think it's used in Star Trek.
0: Well, (laughs) welcome back to the Star Trek podcast.
1: (laughs) We've missed you. Welcome on Tribble Talks, (laughs) where we take our beloved Star Trek something something and make it a spark fanfic something (laughs) something.
0: (laughs) You mean every episode from the original series? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you for confirmation. Um. i want
1: a podcast now, which is called Tribble Talks.
0: <laughs> I feel you. <sighs> Fuck. Um.
1: <laughs> we will make a special, which, which is called Tribble Talks. Multiple specials.
0: Okay. So, obviously, Sugar is, like, the leader of this band. But we probably find out this band isn't actually just a band, but it is actually the elite spy group of the government to find where the illegal drugs are coming mm-hmm. from something like that but they obviously don't know that and just join it as undercover and not knowing that they're actually working with the government who's trying to find them because they're witnesses oh no did I, did I do it again? <laughs> no I just, just remember the
1: train scene and the song which is played there, and I was like, shit, that makes sense. <laughs> also, the whole constellation of that band, it makes sense. Nice. Yeah, I'm curious about uh, you actually watching the movie, and maybe you'll be like, huh, I did it again. Can't believe I'm that brilliant. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Master and Commander and all that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm still. I I uh, my mom did partially listen to the episode, Master from Master and Commander the other day, and was like, Mel's is probably going to kill you once they watch the movie. Mm-hmm. How did they know some things? I was like, they have not seen the movie. And I don't trust them. I was like, she was just raising her eyebrows and signing really heavy, and I was like yeah,
0: I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's up. Um,
1: but she's proud of you for giving Hollem such a nice <laughs> character. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Okay, I, I mean, what we don't have right now is like aliens. I think of course, like maybe they're all different kind of species, yeah. obviously they're not just humans that would be super boring yeah um
1: yeah i feel like we can drop the useless love plot we don't need it because we don't need it um and anyway it's queer enough without like the movie ending
0: yeah i i mean we could let them all run away together at the end like maybe they did something brilliant and like did what they had to do and then they enter a spaceship and fly away together, but you don't need the romance. You know yeah. who we don't have at the moment? This Os...
1: This Osgood. Yeah, that's why that's why I mentioned we don't actually need the Romans.
0: So we don't need him, he's only there for the Romans?
1: Um he's only there for romance and for he's like he's like comedic relief. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> Once again, we have once again a character, which I absolutely hate. I don't know, he would be perfect for an alien, because he's like this slimy, dodgy dude. Um, Kind of a sexist, kind of a misantogenous, but it's a child of its time, sadly. And I feel like we don't actually need him, because he doesn't really thrive the plot. I mean, in the movie, he kind of does, but the way our movie is going right now,
0: we Mm -hmm. don't need Mm -hmm. him. Okay, maybe we just have like a reference to him, um like he's on the train, one of like the rich guys who do that for enjoyment and does like a nasty comment about the band or something. and
1: yeah,
0: or maybe not because we're in a but futuristic actually actually,
1: actually actually not because that's not that's not his type of character. I mean, there's another character, but I didn't include him because it was not important. as like a bellboy. Mm-hmm. Who's who would be like that?
0: But nah. so he's just like a passenger there, who's just like enjoying the band, maybe. Yeah. And he's uh, enjoying
1: the band. He's maybe gifting somebody flowers. Maybe or a bit flirty with Daphne, but we don't actually need her. Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe, but maybe he has some like kind of information they need. So, maybe they go into the flirt and find like the information or f- steal something from him, and um, there is shifty eyes again. I. I yeah, maybe they did They did that and then we never hear from this guy again.
1: Yeah, I mean, we also can just eat him because we don't need actually romance or love in there.
0: Yeah, no, it just was like, if we have like a reference to him, it would be nice. And that's it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, how is it ending?
1: Um... It's ending with amazing line, nobody's perfect. <laughs> um. For everyone who watched that movie, I got you covered, guys. Um, How is it ending? So, um, can the detective and the mobster run the road off in the sunset? Like Sam and Bucky? <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah. we can... We have the detective trying to find the witnesses. Yeah. Um, um,
1: he... Loki does it in the end, but he doesn't get the information from the witnesses because they run away. So the detective quest is a failure, and pure and utter failure. I can't spoiler you um, what actually happens to Spats because that's a major part I left out.
0: Okay. So we just... Maybe we just don't even focus on Spats and the Peacemaker. They're just there at the beginning to set up the journey of our main characters.
1: Yeah, that's... Um, they are like the hanging thread. They are also the hanging thread in the movie. Like, you have them at the beginning, and you're scared of them. You're worried. And, like, you think, oh, it's the movie's about them. And then you realize, oh, it's about Gerald, Joe's, Joe and Gerald. I'm inclined to call them Josie. But no, not calling them Josie.
0: <sighs> yeah, so... Basically we say they're at the beginning maybe Mm -hmm. we see the detective at some places trying to catch up with them but they're always like on the run and he's not getting them and maybe we hear like from some kind of space news that there is like maybe conspiracy going on in this otterim planet with the senator being shady and the peacemaker being on the run or searching for witnesses and
1: Um, Thing is, in theory, like I'm leaning out of the window of sliding very hard side of being spoilery um, Spats and the detective actually cross paths again in the beach resort where Sugar Joe uh-huh. and Gerald are so maybe they do end up and don't collide like they do in the movie or they end up colliding and Sugar's amazing band oh you can't see the <laughs> exclamation fingers um, fight the mobsters, and uh, the peacemakers thanking them all for their services, and doesn't realize Joe and Gerald are his witnesses.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, what what exactly are is this band in actuality, or at least Shugo in actuality?
1: Um, in actuality, it's just a band. They are. I mean,
0: no, no. I mean, in our movie.
1: In our movie they
0: are um they are agents of the federation okay so they're agents of the federation maybe they are should, like they're doing the stuff the federation can't do like
1: yeah.
0: this mobster so um maybe they're actually are fighting him and um getting i don't know the evidence they need to put him like in in jail or something in space jail who knows <laughs> um or like at least um they're able to like um stop the drug dealing he does. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, maybe the
1: planet they're going on next, like, the holiday resort planet. and um, yes. It's like Ibiza, or...
0: Yeah, for, like, rich people who want, like, a... Um, holiday from all the other planets, yeah. just a whole planet, it's like a paradise, um, maybe even transformed to a paradise.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's an artificial, it's an artificial, like the planet was already really gorgeous, but they did, not, they did more artificial stuff there, and of course um, the black market is booming there, because everyone wants to be high and stay high all the time, and yeah
0: not realizing like how much it messes them up.
1: Yeah, and there's like this convention going on for the mobsters to meet up, aka the senator. Yes. But it's under disguise of something of
0: holidays just. Yeah. So they all run into each other there and um they stop the meeting. They get all the um mobsters and mm-hmm. senators that are behind it and Yeah. The Peacemaker catches up to them, but everything's done. They thank those people for their service, don't yeah. realize um, who those people actually are. Yeah. And that's, like, the end of the movie. And then all of them get in, a, like, some kind of spaceship to yeah. their next target.
1: Thing is, the plot twist of plot twist, the mobsters actually invited the band because they thought, oh, it's a band. And they are, like, they are the starlets of everything. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have to have them play at our convention, like at our holiday we have to so we yes. so it's less cons so it doesn't like la- raise any suspicious suspicions Sus- suspicions
0: suspicions
1: yeah
0: yes that's perfect
1: could the lawyers be dinosaurs
0: <laughs> no damn it um i mean they can they can be t- theoretically aliens to resemble dinosaurs
1: no. <laughs> i just had i just had i just had in my head my beautiful baby dinosaur Cheyenne standing up in court <laughs> and trying not to eat the mobsters.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's important yeah, that- no,
1: we're not including the dinosaur.
0: That we actually like deal with drugs who are super, super harmful mm. and that the government, uh, like the Space Federation, only wants the people who are like actually dealing with it and making profit of it and not the people who are taking yeah. it because we don't stand for that kind of shit. Yeah okay i think we got it right yes we're ready for the pitch yes awesome then see you there see you hello and welcome again to our pitch meeting we have a really special and interesting movie for you today i'm Els.
1: and i'm professor Little Mashi. okay so i'm going to pitch you today some like it hot, Star, Blood Band, the original Pitch Meeting title.
0: <laughs> the working title was.
1: The working title was originally Crossdress to success, but that did feel like a bit too spoilery. So let's get into the plot. Space, the final frontier. These are the adventures of the Starlet Band, the most iconic old female musician crew and their newest recruits, Joe and Gerald, who just happened to be running away from a peacekeeper and a mobster. All in tune to the most iconic sounds brought to you by no other and Marilyn
0: Monroe herself. Yeah, and uh, we can promise there are some fun twists and turns. All of that in space, very futuristic, a space opera, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. And we need a little bit less than like three millions to make this movie, so it's like an okay budget, I would say. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's also in black and white, so no worries about makeup and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, we're going to keep it iconic. Um, Star Trek was also uh, in black and white, so um, it works. Yeah, Yeah, there was another episode of In Another Reality.
1: Yeah, not... (laughs) Not our Star Trek podcast. Not
0: talking tribbles. No, it was Not actually in another reality. Yeah. It was kind of talking tribbles, but more in another reality.
1: Yeah, we have to be careful. Maybe the triple thing is going to hatch and multiply like actual tribbles.
0: That would be terrifying.
1: Yes. So it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at at G-E-L-L-E-N-C-H-E-R underscore official. You can write us a DM there. You can, I don't know, tag us. Uh, we would love if you share us in your story or something. would sell us a lot. And uh, we are on YouTube. The channel name is Gelancher. Both of this stuff you also find in the description. You can also listen there to the podcast if you prefer it. Um, you can buy um, the poetry books by just searching for Gelancher or also follow the link in the description. They're amazing poetry books, and you can find them from ePubway to Amazon and different bookstores. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, and as always, if you like us, feel free to subscribe and leave a review on Google Reviews, because it helps us a lot. Boost the signal. Like, refer us to your friends, your enemies, your frenemies, or just some random around the street. Shout, Hey, would you like to hear some crazy shit about two trolls from different realities? Yeah, man. Then I got a podcast for you.
0: Yeah, I am um, just... Um, uh, wait, I had a good bit. Wait a second, wait a second. Um, fuck. <laughs> the noises came back. <laughs> um, do we, can, you, can you leave a review on Google Podcasts? Because you said Google. Can you leave there a review? I'm not sure.
1: I thought it was Google Podcast. It
0: was Apple Podcast. It was
1: Apple Podcast. No. <laughs> Apologies for recording mels that I just yelled that hard. <laughs> I sorry, I love you. Please. <laughs> Apologies. Um leave a review on Google Pod Apple <laughs> troubles got into my head I can't do this again. Okay if you feel like it, please leave a review on Apple podcast. There is the charm.
0: Yes. and um, I remember at my bit now I can do it. Um, and especially leave a review to your commander. you have kind of a homoerotic relationship to like Kirk and Spock. And I broke Lito. I think that's the um, time to say thank you for listening to In Another Reality and maybe talking triple. (laughs) (laughs) I need you for the outro. Come back up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. are you able to come up again <laughs> yes okay right you can also say thank you for listening if you're able thank to you
1: for listening. <laughs>
0: <Okay. clears throat> we have to do it safe right, travels, travels. Until, until next time, time.